Hi and welcome to another Bible study with Bumi. And in today's Bible study, we're going to be talking about living free. And when I say living free, I will explain. But, you know, I just thought I'd at least set the course up tonight by saying that God wants us to live free. Christ died for us to live free. So it is his expectation that we will live free, that we will live life the way that he intended for us. And more than anything else, I have personally come to appreciate living free. I have come to appreciate the work of Christ and what Christ did for me, especially once I got to know the scriptures for myself, not just what my pastor told me in church on Sunday, but what I had spent time in the word understanding. And, you know, one of the first things that I came across that helped me to realize I was free was 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and it's verse 17. One second. And it says, I'm reading the amplified version of it. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as savior, He's a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Now, if we do a quick background, the reason why Jesus came was because um, um, when man was formed at the beginning so this is now going to genesis 1 when god created man he created man and there was a perfect relationship with them man was a spirit and his spirit was connected with the spirit of god god the father um and you know when we get to genesis 3 the devil comes along and tempts man and man falls and so what happens at that point in time is that there is a separation between god and man that man, the spirit, died. And now it became just the man that was the soul, the man that just had breath in him, that was living and functioning. And in such a way that his body would have to, after some time, would decay. That was kind of what happened in Genesis. And as soon as that happened, God put, God put into place a redemption plan, a redemption plan that allowed man to come back into place with him. But we don't see the fulfillment of that redemption plan till Jesus comes, which is shown in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John where they describe the birth of Jesus, you know, what he came to do, how he lived his life, and then the price that he paid. But the price that Christ paid was a price to restore man to that original state that he was in, in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. That was everything that Christ did. So when we are, when we come into the world, we come into the world in that fallen state, because the Bible says at some point that through one man, death was given unto all men. And then through another man, a life-giving spirit was given to men. Through one man, that's Adam, all of us, all people, all human beings on the face of the earth through all the generations were dead men because their spirit was dead. Their soul was alive, their bodies were functioning, but their spirits, the, the thing that connects them to God, that wasn't functioning at all. It was almost like he went on a break. 
And the only way he could come back from that break was for Christ to come and for us to accept what Christ did. That's why I really love John 3, 16, John chapter 3, verse 16, where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Everyone that does not believe in Christ is perishing because there's no spirit to allow continuity. Everyone that's born into the world, whether they are born into a Christian home or not, is born as a perishing being. But when they then come to a consciousness of who Christ is and then say, you know what, I want what Christ has done. I want what he has given. When they do that, they stop perishing. They stop perishing and they come into this place of eternal life. What does that eternal life look like? That eternal life is such that their spirit comes alive again. And that's what 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 is saying when it says that everyone who is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as savior, he is a new creature. It's almost like you get a brand new person, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. That old person does not exist anymore. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. When you come into Christ, you get a spiritual awakening and that spiritual awakening gives you a new life. And that's why I'm talking about this topic tonight of living free. You know, one of my biggest struggles as a believer for a long time was that I thought that I was not free. So I would hear things like there are generational patterns and that generational patterns repeat themselves through families. And, you know, as a as a young Christian, I want to say a young Christian, I wasn't young in age. I was young in terms of my knowledge of God as a young Christian who was just getting to know Christ. I thought that even though I was born again, I still had curses attached to me. Even though I was born again, the things that I did before were still attached to me. You know, for a long time, I kept thinking that the things that I did as a young girl in her 20s, which by most people's standards is horrible. I thought that those things would continue to affect me. But the thing is that I did them without Christ. And what the Bible is saying here in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, is that when I came into Christ, those things no longer mattered that literally he wiped the slate clean and said, let's start again. But guess what? You can come into Christ, that's give your life to Christ and not be aware of that and not understand that and continue to live your life like you are still bound. But the Bible says you are not. It says you are not. And it affirms it in the book of Romans, Romans chapter eight, verse one to two. Romans chapter eight, verse one to two. In fact, I might read a few more verses after that, but let's start with verse one to two. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord and savior. Do you believe in him as personal Lord and savior? If the answer is yes, if at any point in time you have handed your life to him and say, I believe in Jesus as Lord and as Savior. I believe that he died. I believe that he rose again. Because what is available to you is available because not he didn't just die, 
but he rose again. In rising again, he started a new order. If he just died, then he died for your sin. Because I've been reading the Bible from the beginning of Genesis. I'm trying to read the whole Bible as a stretch. And, you know, I've been reading the book of Exodus and Deuteronomy and Leviticus. And as I'm, as I'm reading those parts, I'm hearing all the different offerings they had to make to be free. I'm hearing that if you did this, you have to do this. If you did this, you have to do this. If you hit a man and it was accidental, you'll be banished out of the land. You'll be put in a separate place. They had all these rules and all these laws. And he's saying that what Christ did for us is that he came and said, even if you do those things, guess what? In me, those things apply no more. And, you know, the more I came to understand this, the, the freer, if we could use that word, or the more free, the freer I was as a person, as a Christian, knowing that I didn't have to do certain things anymore. Romans 8 verse 1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. Verse 2 says, for the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being. Remember, I just said that 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, we are new people. So Romans is saying, for the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being has set you free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life. In Christ, there is a spirit of life. It has set you free from the law of sin and the law of death. Curses are under the law of sin and death. Generational patterns are under the law of sin and death. When you came into Christ, you became a brand new person, free from those things. But if you don't know that, you will continue to live like you are not free. That's why the word of God says in John 8, 32, that's John chapter 8, verse 32. It says, and the truth you know shall set you free. The truth you know shall set you free. And the tr truth you need to know is found in the word of God. It is why reading the Bible regularly and consistency, so consistently is important. It says in verse three, for what the law could not do, that is overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power, being weakened by the flesh, man's nature without the Holy Spirit, God did. What the law could not do, you don't need to meet 20 million types of laws. And then I read a part where it said, when I was reading this whole account in Leviticus and Numbers and you know Deuteronomy and all of that, when I was reading, it said, if you failed one law, you had failed all the laws. So imagine living a life where you're trying to meet the laws when you have already been freely given a law, the law of spirit of the spirit of life, where you don't need to do that anymore. You don't need to do certain things. You know that you have family members that will come and tell you we need to go to one place because we need to do certain things to break the curses in our family. If you are a believer, you are free from all the curses in your family. If you are a believer, you are free from your moral behavior before Christ, from your condition before Christ. 
And you must embrace that truth. You must repeat it to yourself daily. You must spend time in the word of God, just putting it before your eyes, constantly telling yourself. So that even when you see things that remotely look like it, you say to yourself, no, I am not going to give in. It means that sometimes that means that even if, in, if, for example, the pattern in your family is such, and the reason I'm using patterns is because those are one of the things that keep a lot of believers and a lot of Christians bound. Where people say, oh, this is what my family is like. This is what we do. This is how we live life. And so I can't do this. I can't do that. This is what is following me. For those who are from the Nigerian or the African background listening to me. But the truth is that in Christ, you are free. Even if you see a pattern, you can enforce your truth. The truth that you know, and not a truth that you just get by head knowledge, but a truth that comes to you by sitting in the word and asking the Holy Spirit to make come alive for you. So I tell people that I cannot be cursed. You can't curse me. I am curseless because I am in Christ. I have been set free from the law of sin and death. I have been set free. I am completely free. And it's not something that you need to work for. That is the joy and the beauty of it. You don't need to pray five hours for you to get it. You don't need to pray 20 hours to be free. In Christ, you are free. In Christ, you are free. You know, one of the other scriptures that I really like is Ephesians chapter 2. And you know, when I read it, um, when I read, I'll read from chapter 1, from verse 1 of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. I'm reading the Amplified. And you, he made alive when you were spiritually dead and separated from him because of your transgressions and sins in which you once walked. You were following the ways of this world, influenced by this present age. In accordance with the prince of the power of the air, Satan, the spirit who is now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving, who fight against the purposes of God. Amongst these unbelievers, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by the sinful self, indulging the desires of human nature without the Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind. We were by nature children under the sentence of God's wrath just like the rest of mankind. But God, being so very rich in mercy, because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us, even when we were spiritual de spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ. For by his grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. And he raised us up together with him when we believed and seated us with him in the heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus. And he did this so that in the ages to come, he might clearly show the immeasurable and unsurpassed riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus by providing for our redemption. In verse 8, it now says, For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor, drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own efforts, 
but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God. And verse 9 says, not as a result of your works, not nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. Christ did all of this and you don't have to do anything. Do you know the only thing you have to do? Believe what he did for you. That's what you have to do. Believe what he did for you. Affirm it to yourself daily. I affirm to myself daily that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I affirm to myself daily that I am free in Christ, that there are no shackles on me. In Christ, I am free. In Christ, my life is a life of beauty, splendor, and excellence. In Christ, I don't have to work for my salvation. My salvation is a free gift that has been given to me, but wasn't just given to me so that I can go to heaven, but so that whilst I'm still on the earth, I can live a life that is free. A life where I don't have to do all those 632 laws or how many laws there are in the old covenant. In this new covenant, I live according to the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus. If you have been living in a way that you thought, I'm not sure I'm worthy. I know I've given my life to Christ, but I'm not sure. Here is your here is your affirmation and your confirmation today. You are free. In Christ, you are free. You are a brand new person. If there are things that have been happening in your family that, you, that they tell you that happens to everybody, you will say to them, well, it does not happen to me because in Christ I have been set free. I have been set free. And you know, if I I go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. I really absolutely love 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior. He is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Everything is gone. Behold, new things have come. There are new things available to you. That's why, you know, when the Bible says that, you know, you have all things, it's because you're a new person. You have all things. You have all things. You have all things. There are many things that are available to you. You are the blessed of the Lord. You are the free of the Lord. If you come from a background where there are fetish things, those things no longer apply to you and they have no power over you. He said he took us and then he placed us in heavenly places. He placed us in heavenly places. We are far above all these issues. We're far above all these challenges. It doesn't mean that challenges don't come, but when we know who we are, when we stand true to who we are, we can face those challenges with boldness. We can face those challenges with assurance. And you know, when Christ said it is finished, he, he, he meant it. Everything that followed us and follows us, that follows men who are dying and in a decaying world, don't apply to us anymore. They don't. Everything 
something that applied to all people who are perishing no longer apply to us. He said he has seated us. You know, in another version of the Bible, in another verse of the Bible, it says he has seated us far above principalities and powers. He has seated us far above principalities and powers. You know, if you know that you're far above these things, then why are you playing to them? You know, I heard a testimony once where a lady came to the understanding that she was the righteousness of God, that she was free in Christ, that some things no longer applied to her, some things had no hold over her anymore, that where she was sitting, she was far above it. You know, she had always been having this spiritual experience, you know, and sometimes when you hear these stories, they sound so strange. You see, I, I, I had a being that came into my room and she said the being came this time. And as soon as he came into the room, she said, no, I am the righteousness. She started to say it out loud. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places far above principalities and powers. Do you know she her testimony was such a mind-boggling testimony, especially for us in today's world where you think, do things like that still happen? The being started to bleed in front of her just by her saying what was hers, what she had been given through Christ. She didn't tell the being to die. She just affirmed who she was. And as she did, the being lost his ability to have a hold over her. You have the power of God, the spirit of God inside of you because of what Christ did. He set you free from all forms of sickness, all forms of disease, all forms of infirmity. Live free. He set you free from poverty and struggling. Live free. He set you free from generational patterns and curses. Live free. Tell him thank you for making me free. Tell him thank you and then go and live the life that he gave to you. And as you do so, as you begin to affirm this, as you begin to spend time in the word of God, you will keep hearing me say it over and over in Bible study. Spend time in the word of God. Pray regularly. Read the word regularly. Do it as you do so. Christ. What Christ did for you will become so obvious to you. And as it becomes obvious to you, you'll begin to experience changes in your life. The supernatural will become your normal. God bless you and continue to live free.